Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to my podcast, Conscious Parents Thriving Kids. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. I am a worldwide parent coach and conscious educator on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Today, I am pleased to introduce my special guest and friend, Deborah McNellis. She is the creator of NeuroNurturing and the founder of Brain Insights. Deborah has been passionately impacting thousands of lives through her books, speaking engagements, and teaching for over 40 years. She's here to share her invaluable insights and ideas that will make an impact in parenting. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much. What a pleasure it is to be invited to be here and discuss with you. I'm excited. So you have created and trademarked the term neuro-nurturing. Can you tell us a little bit about why you felt this need to develop a new term and what it means? Certainly. I, um, I'm very enthused about the term, so thank you for asking about that. I started my company, Brain Insights, about 10 years ago. And the idea behind it was to share insights into the way that children's brains develop. I was realizing that even though all the research was available um, and technology was so much more advanced that we were able to, to know what children actually need for optimal brain development. So I, as I said, created this, this company called Brain Insights with the idea of giving insights into the way that children's brains develop and sharing it in an easy and understandable and practical way that can be implemented into everyday life. What I started realizing was that sometimes people were feeling that they weren't getting the idea that understanding brain development could be simple. <laughs> you know, they think of it in only neuroscientific uh, terminology, and, and certainly we, you can go into all of that. But the way I was sharing it was to, as I said, to try to make it be very understandable and practical. I think just having the term brain development sometimes just sounded too scientific or too bland to be interesting or, or feel like it was applicable to everyday life with children. The other aspect to it was I was also finding out that when people were realizing that the first five years are so critically important in the development of a child's brain, that they, they started thinking, well, that must mean we need to push as much knowledge and information into those kids' brains as early as possible. And a lot of academics started being pushed on, on young children at early ages. And that isn't what early brain development is all about. So I thought, you know what? We really need another term. We need a term that really gets more at the point of what children actually need. And so I came up with the term neuro-nurturing. We need to nurture that child's development overall, the whole entire aspect of all that a child is. And it's not just intelligence building. I love that. I think you shared some incredible nuggets that I just want to highlight here. 
first of all, sharing practical ways for everyday life is so important. We know how busy parents are. And if, if it's too scientific, they're going to turn away, perhaps, because maybe they don't have those moments to really dive in deep and engage with the scientific. So I love that you're sharing practical ways for everybody and every day ways to make our children or help our children grow through nurturing. And I I agree with you from my own studies and work that it is incredible how academia, academia can involve such heavy pushing at such young ages. And so what a wonderful way to share your knowledge and your expertise in helping parents to really be able to connect in a nurturing opportunity with their children. So I'd love to ask you to share with our listeners, if you wouldn't mind, a few of the ways between the ages of zero to five that you would like to highlight or suggest that our parents actually nurture their children's brains. Would you mind sharing with us? Certainly. (laughs) And there's so much, but uh, yeah, I can share a a few points. One of my focus areas is to do all that we can to reduce stress levels for children. So when, when parents are tuning into what a child is communicating that they need, that's a major aspect of contributing to the highest functioning areas of the brain. Um, even with infants, one of the most important things is responding to what that child is expressing that they need. And so tuning into, oh, it sounds like they're, they're hungry right now. I'm going to respond and I'm going to feed that baby. That baby just wants to be picked up right now. It's not spoiling a baby to respond to the needs that they have. So that's key all the way through. You know, meeting, one of the big aspects of, of what I focus on is that um, we need to respond to who a child is. Every child is unique, beautifully, wonderfully <laughs> unique. Mm-hmm. And we need to respond to who that child is, what those child's needs are. Um, and so a lot of times I think the, there's um, a feeling of too many shoulds. You should do this with your child and you should do that with your child. So the insights that I provide are going to just give these basic simple things that all children need, but then tuning into the individual of that child. In mentioning a couple other things that are so valuable and important to realize are are just the basics. What I say often is, you know, like I was saying, brain development doesn't have to be complicated. Meeting the physical and safety needs of a child and then providing loving interaction and play is basically all they need. So in, in all of that I provide, it's addressing all of those. Ensuring a child has enough sleep. Ensuring a child has opportunities to have self-directed play, to have a lot of movement, to spend time outdoors. Stress levels are so reduced when children have time to move and play and spend time outdoors. Hydration, nutrition. I find in doing presentations that often nutrition is only thought of in relation to the body, but it's not often thought about in relation to the brain and how much of a difference it makes in a child's learning and moods and behavior if they're getting adequate nutrition, especially um, adequate amounts of protein 
for breakfast. It's a lot of those basics, but then there's a lot of simple, fun ideas that you can do throughout everyday life. While you're doing the grocery shopping, while you're doing the laundry, you can do and have fun, interactive activities together. I love that. And I agree with you as a conscious coach, how important it is to recognize each child and their uniqueness that they bring into this world. And so again, I want to highlight that for our listeners that you you shared, tune into what your child or children need, but also take stock in who your children are first so that you can actually adapt your offerings to their specific needs and create conditions for them to thrive in a way that serves them. Many times in our world, I think we're serving our children in a way that is really more about us from our own agenda and not necessarily about the child in front of us. And I think from a conscious standpoint, it's so important to really focus in and wear those lenses that give you an opportunity to see your child clearly. They're not mini-me's. They're not a construct of ourselves. They're not our interpretation of what our children should be. And I, I use that word loosely. Or our expectations, which we all have before we even have children, right? Right, right. So this is, this is a key point. I completely agree with you. And yes, as both of us have said, each child is uniquely different. And that's beautiful. And what we want to do is support all that that child is and not do the shoulds. My, one of my father's famous repetitive sayings was, there are no supposed tos. There are not for, for any child. So we just need to, again, support who they are, reveal who they are. Another aspect of what I focus on is we want to avoid labeling children. Right from birth, what, what do we do? <laughs> we ask, is it a boy or a girl? We think that matters. It's so easy to, to start labeling a child or putting them in categories due to our own perceptions, as you mentioned. All we really want to do is just allow that child to be who they are. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I love that you brought up labels because many times uh, labels are offered to us from outside sources, not even just our own family. And that's where listening and tuning out or listening to ourselves and our own intuition and tuning out the outside world becomes so important. The shoulds are things we hear from society. We hear from past conditioning from our own parents and our grandparents of how this quote unquote should look. And if we tap into our own intuition, avoid the labels and really focus on some of these key elements that you said Deborah, the, the physical safety, the, uh, the sleep, the self-directed play, motion, movement, hydration, nutrition, the whole body, mind, soul of a child, the whole human being, and really support that from a nurturing standpoint, how beautiful that is and what a great gift. Yeah, exactly. What the brain does is it focuses attention on whatever is going to support our beliefs. So I, I do a presentation called Attention, Attention, and it's based on this, this information that we understand that the brain can only focus on one, pay attention to one thing at a time. And often people kind of stop and pause when I say that because we can do more than one thing at a time, but we can only pay attention to one thing at a time. 
And what that brain does then is focuses attention on whatever is going to support our beliefs. We can use that to be more conscious parents. We can understand that I need to consciously focus on who my child is and the best in, within my child and pay attention to that. Because, uh, for example, if a parent has the belief that their child is naughty, let's say it's a two-year-old. I have this two-year-old that is so naughty. Well, okay, first of all, there's a label, Right. So if you have that, you form that belief, you're going to notice your brain is going to follow suit with what you believe and look for all the evidence that supports that what your belief is, is true. So it's going to pay attention to, oh, yep, look at what he's doing now. Oh, look what he's doing now. And focus and just see, see, he is so naughty. And what can happen from there is not only that belief is reinforced for the parent, but it can be transferred to the child so easily. Stop being so naughty. Oh, you're such a naughty boy. Or talking to another adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm working with him because he, you know, we got to get him behaving better. He's just so naughty. There's the label thing, and it can be transferred to that child. And that child's now focused attention is on what? That he's naughty. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so to shift that, one of the uh, phrases I just absolutely love has become a mantra of mine. I use it a lot in my work, is what you focus on grows. So when, as you said, you actually consciously focus on who your child is and the best in your child, the gifts, the strengths, the beautiful things that your child has to offer this world, you see more of that. You see more opportunities to focus on that, to highlight that, to engage in that and to be curious with your child and for your child in new ways. Exactly. And But one thing that we have to be cautious about in doing that, though, is that we avoid labeling for the positives as well. Mm-hmm. You know, no we labels. Want, yeah. It, so what I advocate for is just making statements about, wow, look at you cleaned up your toys without being asked. You're just making a statement rather than, oh, you're a good girl or you're a good boy. So we want to avoid labels either way and just make statements and help a child to learn to self-evaluate. Like, oh, you look proud of yourself and let the child self-evaluate instead of becoming dependent on the, um, the approval or the judgments of other people. I love that. And then the child takes ownership of who they are in this world and their own, from their own self-esteem and their own internal motivation and, and intrinsically fueling them to continue that path. That exactly. is beautiful. Parents need to do it for themselves as well. You know, it's so easy at the end of the day to say, oh, I didn't get that done. Oh, I should have handled that better. I didn't do that well. Instead, we need to turn it around and focus our attention on all the positive things we did throughout the day and acknowledge that for ourselves. I, I couldn't agree more. And it, it is something that we all need to help each other. All of us parents and individuals in the world need to help each other and support each other around that because we are the models for our children. And self-talk is one of the key elements in really fueling ourselves and moving forward in a positive way. I would love to invite our listeners to check out your fabulous website. It's braininsightsonline.com. 
And Deborah has some wonderful offerings on her site that you can take advantage of that will actually help you in moving forward with all of the things that she shared and many more. And Deborah, I'd love to thank you for joining me on my show today and wondered if there are any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners. In summarizing what I was sharing, go from your heart, be who you are. And the more you're going from your heart and who you are will allow your child to be all that they are. Because we now know that there are also neurons within our heart and our heart is giving our brain messages as well. Thrive from your heart. Mm, Such valuable information. Thank you again for being here with me today. And thank you for joining us on our show. I look forward to seeing you next week as well or being together as you listen to my podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.